Sacred Pause with Jessica Winderl. Hello and welcome to the One Sacred Pause podcast. My name is Jessica and I'm your host. And we are here to talk about all things related to yoga, meditation, wellness, and a lifestyle of consciousness and intention. And today I am super excited to um, have on the podcast a friend of mine, uh, Crisanto Santa Ana. So welcome, Crisanto. Thank you for having me, Jessica. So good to hear from you. Oh, you too. I know. I We met back in 2012 or 2013. Do you remember? Somewhere around that time, that's when everything started to happen. Yeah. Maybe 2012, I think. Yeah, I think it was 2012. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, I don't know, Salt Lake City, it's somewhere. And... Then we have also worked together at a couple of different yoga festivals throughout the years, which is really fun. And we'll dive into all of that. But you are a music producer and a DJ from Southern California. And will you just kind of tell us a little bit about some of the magic that you're up to? Yeah, um, I'm working on a bunch of new music. I've been traveling quite a bit, spreading mu- good music and um yeah just really diving into myself and my art and figuring out how i could share that in a in a major massive way with the world so that's kind of just what i've been um up to lately yeah well and your focus is really in the yoga world and DJing music classes and music festivals and supporting people who are in that arena, who are living a lifestyle really focused around yoga and meditation. And you've done a teacher training, a Kundalini training, right? Yes, I have. Um, yeah, the music that I create, um, is more so kind of like if people had a third ear or like a, a third eye that was an ear, my music would probably be um, what you, you'd be hearing. <laughs> so, you know, it's a lot of cool music that just either is calming you down or getting you up to dance or neutralizing your thoughts and your emotions and feelings and telling telling you a story. And, yeah, just spreading good vibes. And, yeah, I do have a... Um, uh, did my teacher's training for kundalini yoga and kundalini yoga is an amazing practice yoga in general is an amazing practice to have um but yeah so much good stuff well and it's really cool too because you know pairing music with an asana practice the movement is fairly new although if we're being real (laughs) Uh asana in itself is fairly new i mean from a true historical standpoint um it's not much older than 100 years in terms of what we think of in the post-modern postural era but um pairing music with the movement is fairly new but when it's done properly and it's done really well it becomes such an elevating experience where you're really entering the state of meditation and almost like a trance right right well um you know music in general I mean, you know, it really touches a a certain part of um, 
you know, your emotions or your thoughts. Like, for instance, if you're, you know, like when you're listening to like a music that reminds you of like high school or like you're that first uh, best friend of yours or a family trip, you know, there's something about music that just really, you know, is some somewhat compelling and just really captures that moment. And it, you're reminded by it when you listen to it, listen to it. And it's almost like a time machine, you know, so when you're doing music and yoga or meditation, it's kind of like you're, it's like, it's like the soundtrack and it, you're mm -hmm. able to dive deeper, further into the journey. And, um, you know, it goes hand in hand, you know, the, the visions you have in your, in while you're in meditation and the music kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Well, and I've been fortunate enough to have you DJ some classes that I've taught and it's, yeah. First of all, it was super fun. Um, I have a lot of fond memories. And, oh, my mom says hi, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm here. So I'm, tour, your mom was with us. Remember with um, Don Silva was, like, teaching or something. Yeah. Yeah, and my mom was with us, too, when you DJed my class uh, in Sedona. The first, oh at the God. very first Sedona Yoga Festival. Or maybe it was the second. It might have been the second year they ran that. Yeah, we did Sedona, we did Salt Lake, uh, we did some stuff at Core Power in Salt Lake, and then we also, didn't we do um, New Mexico? Yeah, we were at, yeah, where was that, the Santa Fe? Yeah, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we did Bhakti, right? Yeah, oh yeah, God. so wow. it's, yeah, the years fly by. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but anyways, it's, you know having had the opportunity to teach classes with the music that you and uh, Drew when you guys had mental physics and your group together. Yeah. When you guys were DJing classes and because you are yogis, you understand and can anticipate like that flow of energy and kind of read the vibe the teacher is putting out there. And, you know, is the class starting to build an energy or is it starting to maybe go down to a little slower pace and so right. the music that you create on the spot really, again, just creates this magical, amazing deep dive for the students. Yeah, yeah. It's a matter of picking out the right music, the right, you know, the right sound, the right tune, the right, um, just the right vibe. You know, once you have a good vibe of your um, of the music that you select for your classes, then everything else is just, just kind of like an improv and the energy between, you know, the DJs and the music um, providers and and the class and the teacher, it's all kind of like this ecosystem that works, you know, in harmony. So you can't really plan out a class when you're DJing yoga classes or whatnot. You kind of just have to, you kind of have to just go with the, the flow of the moment. And that's why I, I love it so much because... I can have a lot of songs and a lot of ideas and I could, you know, somewhat put them in order, but it never really works out because again, everyone's energy and that dynamic is different. And that's one thing why, one reason why, um, you know, like DJing for yoga classes, um, it's, it's very unique in a sense where it's kind of just like a dance and it's, you know, you're just improving, you know, the whole thing and, Again, you know, you can have an idea what you're gonna play and have your songs ready, but it's it's literally just being in the moment, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you like pick? I've always wondered this. Do you have songs that you have like in rota heavy rotation, depending on wherever 
you know, whatever time it is that you really like or jiving with at that moment that you will put into different playlists for different classes that you're DJing? Or is it all new songs every class that you DJ? Um, it's always changing. I mean, you know, if I'm on tour, I'll have like a set, you know, set songs that I, I'll play um, kind of like the same same playlist because it's you know different teachers and different uh classes and students so um i used to have different playlist songs every time but i started to kind of just use a template because it's again it's different um different students and different teachers and i i wouldn't want them to miss out on those those songs but it all just depends you know it just depends on you know the mood and you know what i'm how I am that month or that week or whatever. And, you know, if there's new songs that I encounter, then I'll probably mix it up with my old playlist. And then sometimes I'll just totally not ha not use that old playlist and just dive into something new and something, you know, different. So it all just depends, you know, but I do like to keep it very um, simple. You know, most of my, most of my um, music that I play doesn't really have lyrics or it's very minimal lyrics and you know the lyrics is usually something that's pertaining to something positive or or like a, a you know like a, a good saying or a chorus that is pertaining to like relaxing or breathing or something like that and i try to get creative with that um, but like i said i don't usually play too much um lyrics in my class unless you know it's a unless it's planned out and it's a different vibe. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, when I put together my playlist just for my own classes, I've definitely in the last few years been steering away from lyrics as much. Um, there's just something about having just the, the music yeah. that can be so powerful. And it's also really interesting because in my yoga teacher training school, we talk about music and we learn how to put playlists together for a class. And not everybody, not every teacher consider, considers music in the same way that you or I would, um, yeah. where it needs to enhance the experience rather than just being background noise. And yeah. I still sometimes go to classes where the teacher puts a playlist on and it's literally you don't know why <laughs> the yeah. music they, or I've even, this was a little surprising. Um, this was something I found in Scandinavia. Um, although to be honest, I've, I have seen this in the States too, where there was like a playlist that had been yoga playlist one that mm -hmm. had been made. And it was the playlist that every teacher was supposed to use in their class. <laughs> wow. The same playlist. Yeah, And it's like, just like what you were explaining a moment ago, there's absolutely no way that every teacher could use the same playlist because yeah. their classes are going to be so different. And I think it's just a totally different relationship to music and the potential that music has right? when we bring it into a yoga class. And so I always feel like it's a missed opportunity yeah. when I go to a class and the teacher just sort of the, the music or the playlist is a throwaway. And I'm like, no, no, you could have done so much more with this. And so that's really what I try to emphasize with the students in my school. And, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely infinite amount of music out there, and so many amazing artists are putting out some great music. But yeah, I don't, I have, I haven't came across um, like a solid um, platform where, yeah, music is being, you know, integrated to and optimized to the fullest, where it's beneficial for. Um, you know, for it to be in, in a class. And that's really cool that it hasn't because it's, you know, it, it's given an opportunity for a lot of growth and a lot of like creativity and ideas. You know, I know a lot of people, a lot of teachers have been, um, you know, putting together some awesome playlists and there's a lot of yoga DJs out there that's, you know, doing a great job in doing so, but it's, it's really cool that no one has really boxed it in, in a sense, um, although, yeah, it's, it's imperative that you don't play noisy top 40 while we're in uh, meditation during class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would, I, I don't usually leave yoga classes, but I think that might <laughs> cause me to roll up my mat, say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it just depends on how you do it. I mean, I've seen online that people, there's this thing where they're, they're, um, doing like, metallica yoga classes and it's all just metallica music but then personally for me i don't know how i feel about that because to me yoga is this like calm you know it's supposed to be calming and relaxing bringing you back to the center and i don't know if i could really find my center within a metallica playlist I'm not sure. (laughs) But as long as, I mean, I'm not a Metallica fan, but I think as long as they're advertising that that's what the class is, you know, so you know what you're getting, then, you know, I've heard from students like, oh my God, I would love to go to a class like that. To me, Metallica is really calming. Yeah. And that's not my experience, but if that's theirs, awesome. Go for it. Go take a Metallica class. Go teach to Metallica. That's your jam. It's, (laughs) you know, we need all those different types of people and all those different creative experiences within the context of yoga. I think. Absolutely. Um, Again, talking about that box that you're saying does not exist, thankfully. Right. I think it's true, again, if we talk about the different styles of movement or the different types of meditation and the different kinds of music that we can listen to. Like there's something for everyone. Yeah. And to me, that's a really hopeful message that yeah. there is space for everyone within this practice of mm-hmm. yoga and meditation and the crossover with music as meditation. And um, rather than it being an exclusive activity where, okay, you must fit in the box, you must do it a certain way, you must mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z kind of more the old school way of thinking. Yeah, um, for sure. Which didn't work for me in terms of asana. Um, That's why I teach vinyasa is because you can be creative and fluid and you can do it to music and it can be different every time. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think in general, you know, it has to just be flexible and be able to have room to fluctuate. And, you know, when you hold on to something too tight, then it's like not cool. And then when you're, you know, when you don't, when you are letting things just go or whatever, then that's not cool either. You kind of just have to find like a nice balance where everything all works out. Yeah. And I think too, you and I have talked about this before, um, more so in the context of the business side of it. Yeah. You know, I'm a full-time teacher. You're a full-time um, musician. 
And it's hard to get to that space, especially within the context of the yoga industry. Like you have to work really hard and kind of finding that balance between the hustle. Everybody loves to talk about the hustle, but then also that backing off that you were just talking about, like finding a little bit more fluidity, maybe even a little bit more femininity in your approach to how you handle business and relationships and work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, everything is, everything is an art and then, you know, you start, you know, um, having to sell your art to make a living, then it gets kind of tricky. You know, for me, I've been having to try to figure it out. And I try not to, I try to keep my art in a sacred space, keep my music in a sacred space, and then keep my business, you know, um, in a different way. Uh, So like, I also do photography and videos. And that's usually, you know, usually um, my main source of um, bread. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, that also is an art as well. But, you know, music to me has just been kind of like it's just it holds a a special place in my heart. So, you know, I I try to just do uh, go out in the world and play my music. Um, You know, if if I'm if I'm going to get paid. Yeah, if there's opportunity, but there's really no monetized monetary return or compensation. I'm still you know, I still want to spread my music because. The thing about between me and my music, it's like, um, you know, like I'm willing to share my gift to the world, share this music to the world because I feel like it's worth it. So that shouldn't, you know, me being paid or not shouldn't hinder that. Mm. So, um, you know, but yeah, it is it is a little tricky, you know, but with organization and planning things out and, um, you know being persistent and making it all happen and being positive it could happen you know it will happen eventually as it did for me and i don't have the answers to or any formula i'm still figuring out figuring it out but you know i'm i'm in a good space and i just continue to work harder um again when you start creating when you start making your art into a business you have to consider a lot of consider a lot of factors. Consider what you want to sacrifice, what you want to, um, you know, how you want to approach it. But it could be done. You know, we're, we are in the one of the great, greatest places on on Earth, which is you know America. And being in America, there's a lot of opportunities here. And you know, so yeah, yeah, and what I really heard from what you just said too is passion. Yeah. You gotta want it and you gotta want it for, I think I hate to say the right reasons because I think that's so trivial, but it, for me, and it comes from the same idea of becoming a full-time yoga teacher and creating a business where I run a yoga teacher training school and Mm -hmm. still crossing over this deep desire I have to be a student of yoga And yet now marrying it with commerce in terms of this is how I make a living. This is how I pay my bills. And where is that fine line between keeping something for me and keeping everything else out in the public arena that I give away through business or I give away through collaborations or um, sharing my message that I think is important to get out there as well. And it is a very fine line, but I wouldn't be able to do that. And I imagine you wouldn't be able to do what 
you do unless there was this really like deep, deep calling. Right. And we call that Dharma when there's no other way you could ever envision living your life. Yeah. Other than what you're doing right in this very moment. And it's hard to be a small business owner and it's hard to uh, have paychecks be inconsistent or not guaranteed. But when you're doing it because it's the only thing you could ever be doing, then it's sort of, for me anyways, I almost take a little comfort in that where I'm like, okay, I have this really profound trust that it is going to work out the way it's supposed to. And as long as I'm doing what I need to be doing and I'm doing it from a really pure intention, which ultimately is to be of service. Like I think teaching yoga is an act of service and yeah, you can still make money and yeah, you can still have a good life. Um, but as long as you're not twisting your motivation into, Oh, I want to be famous on Instagram and I want to make all this money. And, you know, I travel a lot. You travel a lot for work. Both of us do. Um, but of course, (laughs) sometimes the realities aren't as glamorous as it might seem. Uh, traveling can be a grind. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like, Oh my gosh, people are, people romanticize about traveling and being on the airport. And, you know, like the last couple of years, I've you know, really got down and dirty with what traveling really looks like and (laughs) being booked all over and having to be at certain places at the same time and having that layover, you know, eight hour layover and, um, you know, having to be organized with passports and, you know, important documents and having to, you know, you name it. It's not really um, as cool as you might as I used to think it was, you know, but that's just part of it. You know, that's just part of, um, when you are, you know, for me, for me, this is what I, I mean, this is, this is what I love doing. This is my passion. So to me, this is traveling and having to do all that. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all worth it. It's like, it's like whatever I have to do to get to where I need to be. So I could, um, you know, spread, spread the good vibes and, you know, play my, play the music that people want to, want to dance to, or want to flow to in their yoga class. Uh, You know, like it's not even work to me, but, um, going back to what you said about being passionate about, you know, um, whatever it is that you, you love doing and then having to, you know, create a business around it. It's, it's, you know, once you, if, if, if it's something that you love, you know, it's never going to be like work, but sometimes, um, you know, sometimes it, it starts to become like work, but then that's when, um, that's when your creativity kicks in, right. As, as creative as I am with music and, um, you know, videos and photos or whatever I do, I always have to find ways to, you know, um, create, Sometimes the pieces don't fit. And it's, it goes the same thing with, you know, running a business. It's like, you know, if one thing doesn't fit, then you kind of just have to navigate around it and get creative. I think that's my number one advice to anyone out there that is trying to, um, you know, become successful in making money from their passion or art or whatever, you know, making a living from it. Is be creative, not just in your, you know, not just in your canvas or, in your teachings or in your music, but also how you run your business, have fun with it. You know, it doesn't always have to be the same, you know, format as what everyone else is doing. You know, you can really get creative with, 
you know, how to run it. And um, so, yeah. I agree. And here's something I remind myself of all the time. We have the right to change our mind. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. if as a business owner or as a creative or just as a human in general, um, if something isn't working for us or we've changed, we've evolved. And so the status quo no longer works for us. It's totally okay to say that be like, okay, this doesn't work. I need to find a different way. Or instead of taking that right down the path, I need to take a left or, um, I, you know, I've heard no 99 times. Well, I'm still going to try a hundred times. Maybe, maybe the answer will be yes on the hundredth time and Uh keeping that spark of passion or the tapas that, that desire to be in the practice, whatever that looks like the practice of life or the practice of yoga. And Mm -hmm then I think we're always going to be able to find some level of contentment in mm-hmm. our, in our life and not necessarily like some radical happiness, like frenetic manic happiness, but just yeah. this level of contentment, like, all right, man, I had a bad day traveling. Um, I had a bad day traveling here. Let's see, three days ago, I came from Europe and I'm in Idaho now recording this with you when you're in yeah. California. And it's, again, it's just par for the course. You're like, all right, well, that was a real bummer. But yeah. the always trying to flip it to the side of gratitude and being like, man, that was a really crappy thing that happened with British Airways. And oh, my God, I'm so tired. I just want to get home. And yeah. then being like, oh, my God, but I get to go home. I get to see my family. I get to relax for a few weeks. Like, yeah. how amazing is that? And when we step into that space of gratitude, even when things get really tricky or challenging in our life, over time, we, we rewire our brain patterns. And then that changes our perspective. Yeah, and, for sure. And then if we want to make a change in life, it's much easier because we have that strength or that courage to just kind of ride the ebb and flow. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, this no longer works, so let's try something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, personally for me, if I ever become not centered or balanced, it's usually because I didn't have any, you know, like good nutritional you know, food or I haven't eaten or I haven't taken a class or I haven't meditated. And, um, you know, if we can, um, uh, recognize those triggers right away, like for me, I already know my triggers. I already know, like, if I'm not feeling good, it's because I, I'm not taking care of myself. So it's like, you know, preparation, um, if you have a big day or whatever, it may be, you know, preparing for it and just making sure, you know, um, that you're, just knowing your body, knowing your mind and just anticipating, you know, anything that comes up and knowing how to, how to deal with it. You know, um, like for me, I, I do my best to, um, attend a yoga class right before I'm having a big day or if I'm going to have a big traveling day, I try to like run and try to, um, you know, have a good exercise cause I know I'm going to be sitting all day on the plane or whatnot, but yeah, it's super easy to get caught up in the our our pain pain body and be like, oh, but you know, like, but then that's when your yoga kicks in. That's when your meditation kicks in, and then you can go back into that center and be like, but wait, mm. I'm freaking blessed. Oh my goodness, like, look at all this equipment I have in my room. Look at all these expensive cameras that I have look at how many people are supporting me look at how loving my mom is and I could just just go through the list until 
you know, until you stop feeding, you know, that other side and you're, you're into, you're back into your, you know, joyful self. And, you know, for me, sometimes like if I'm feeling all wacky, I like smile. I do my best to like, just put on a smile. Like I'm just going to start smiling, even though things aren't going my <laughs> way. I love it. Like, and it usually helps. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we do have the power to shift our attitude, but it's a matter of choice. And that's the crazy thing is like, we forget that we have choice in these matters. We're like, Oh, I'm having, we play, we just slide right into this victim mentality. Like, Oh, I'm having a bad day or, Oh, I didn't get that job. I really wanted, I deserve that job. And we start spinning out, you know, the story and then it's like, Oh wait, stop, stop, stop. I'm choosing to respond in this way. Yeah. Rather than being like, huh, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And then trying to the best of our ability to remove the emotion out of it and just come back to center and be like, all right, time to, you know, come back to the path, keep one foot in front of the other. And I mean, that's why this practice takes lifetimes mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> is because there's so much to learn. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's wild. And I love I know you and I have talked about this a little bit, like for me, where that leads me into is actually a space of deep contemplation or inquiry, like, whoa, this experience of being human is pretty radical in every sense of the word. And sitting with that, observing the thoughts, observing my actions or the things that come out of my mouth and really rather than just glossing over them or moving on, it's like, okay, no, wait, 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 wait. Like, let's spend some time here investigating Mm -hmm. what was going on underneath this or behind this. And for me, I find that a really exciting practice of yoga. And Mm -hmm. um, I know you've said that's something that's really interesting to you also is kind of more of these stiller practices, the more internal focused practices. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's layers. We don't know anything. Once you feel like you know everything, it's like, well, you need to step back and yes. peel some more layers. You need to get some more oranges and peel the layers until yes. you get down to the juicy stuff. I mean, you know, like with all the traveling that I've been doing the past year, I mean, just in general, actually, you know, when I'm in solitude, you know, um, like, for instance, Sometimes I'll have like a 12-hour flight and I'm like, oh my gosh, this plane can go down. I'll have those crazy thoughts, you know. And, you know, and it's like, it's an unpleasant thought, you know. And then I start thinking about how I'm going to miss my family, how I'm not going to be around. And I'm, I'm actually playing out this episode of me, you know, in this plane going down and me not being around anymore. And you know what? There's a lot of times when that happened, not even on just on the plane or even on the bus by myself, you know, traveling in Mexico, I'm I'm in a bus and I have like a six hour drive and I have all these things, man, all these reflections and, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, it may be morbid, but the positive spin to that is that I come back appreciating so much more, appreciating my, my life, my, the family around me, you know, and, um, it's just you got to be able to take anything that comes at you with a positive spin, you know, and whatever comes to you. If, if you know, if you feel like it sucked or whatever, you know, take it and put a positive spin on it and, you know, learn from it 
and you know dissect it but yeah there's a there's layers there's a lot of layers in diving in within yourself and figuring it all out and trying to really figure out what's what's really going on because i feel like you know we have these stories that we created about ourselves about the world and the universe but if you take all that away right if you take all that away what is that you know i feel like mm. you could only you can only cling on so long. You can only hold on to those stories so long before you, before you start to really ask questions about a lot of things. And, you know, um, yoga and meditation kind of lifts the veil a little bit, but not really, you know. You still got to go deeper. Well, and, uh, yeah, and you have to do the work. <laughs> and do the work. That's the number one. Number one thing is do the work, do the self-work and it's like you're chiseling yourself into a better, better version of you. So yeah, or a more true version. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, true. You know, the truer version of you, and um, the more loving and the more smiley version of you, the more uh, you know, truth, truthful version of you. Yeah. Yeah, I love it though. It's that's where the party's at, really. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, uh, and it's. Yeah, it's just what a trip. That's all I got to say about that is um, if you don't know, you don't know. And if you do know, well, then, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, um, it's kind of it's yeah, it's the word trippy. I, it's really I could relate to that. I think that is a good word for it. It's really mm. it's really trippy because, um, you know, you, we really we really don't know. We can only we can box it in. We can put labels on it. Um, but when it comes down to the inner stuff, it's like, it's forever fluctuating and it's constantly changing. And then you ask yourself like, well, all these inner things that are going on in me, how is, how is that connected to the, to the outer world? You know, and like, even like the sages from back in the days, you know, the, the ancient wisdom, you know, they can tell me all these things and it's fascinating and it's even somewhat entertaining. But hey, until I freaking reach death and really see what that is, then I'm, you know, I can only kind of take take a little bit parts of pieces of what you know I've read of what I've or what people have taught me, or because you know it's not really meant to be boxed in. It's really meant to be experienced, and I think that's what life is in general. You know, no one can really box it all in. Like, yeah, you can you can tell me like, okay, yeah, that's a speaker. You know, that's cool. Like, okay, we, we can agree. But I mean, you get deep, deeper, it's like, it's ever changing. And, and, you know, there's all these subcategories, you know, and it's, I feel like it's just meant to be experienced, you know? Yeah. And experience with your eyes wide open and your heart wide open. And exactly. I think that's, that's what yoga and meditation teaches us or leads us yeah. to is um, paying attention Waking yeah. the F up and seeing what's going on around you rather than being this zombie status quo, you know, floating through life. And yeah. there should be a sense of urgency <laughs> with yeah. these practices. And, you know, one thing I, I'm sure you're going to say yes, but I'm really curious about is, you know, when you're DJing yoga classes or when you're at a festival and there's, you know, a really big class and you're there, you're present, you're vibing off the teacher and the direction they're going, you're vibing off the energy of the students. Like, is that your yoga practice being in that moment? 
Or is it more like a meditation? Like you're just kind of in that zone. Well, I get, I get jealous because they, these students and teachers get to practice to uh, my mix or whatever. And I wish I could practice to my own mix, but there's only one of me. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Do but you yeah, record them? <laughs> I don't record my mixes. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, it's just I'm so I'm like in a, in a different zone. And um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a meditation to be in there and experience, you know, the, the flow of the students and the vibe of the teacher and then, you know, mixing the beats in and, you know, seeing how that really helps them. Sometimes when there's intense moments in the yoga class and I'm putting on like a heavy beat that is just like tribal and really into your like, you know, um, very just warrior, you know, putting on a beat that just matches your warrior, your your spiritual warrior, and you know people are are being helped because of the mixes or the beats that I'm playing. Yeah, that's definitely a treat for yeah. sure. Yeah. Would you rather be a yoga student, like be in a class, like an amazing yoga class or Kundalini class or meditation? Or be the DJ in a yoga festival. Ooh, wow, that's a that's a tough one. I know, I know. That is a tough one. I'm gonna have to find someone that can clone me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I I love I'm I'm a, I'm such a I'm such a giver in a in a way that I feel like I'm already like you know as long as I do a good job in DJing, I feel like that's that's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I also have my own practice at home. But you know, I haven't really been to too much um, classes where there's a DJ that I, you know, that I was super excited on because I'm just so busy, um, you know, trying to create my own stuff. That well, I really should be attending um, a lot more classes that have you know DJs so I could. Um, kind of see what's out there and, uh, um, you know, see how they do it or whatnot and see if I like it or whatever. But yeah, I'm totally, I totally love facilitating the beats for the students and the teachers. And, um, so, you know, it's just sometimes that I'm like, oh man, I wish I was in this class because it's so like high energy and it's amazing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so much fun. Well, that's the thing too, like teaching, when you're teaching these big classes at festivals too, they're, and you're really, really present and you're just a hundred percent giving all you've got. Yeah. It is, it's just, you're in the flow state and it's this almost like a sense of grace that comes over you. And, you know, as a teacher and I'm sure as a musician too, like we try to be these empty vessels when we come in to teach so that the teachings of yoga can just move through us and out of us. And it's not about the Jessica show. It's not about the, you know, X, Y, and Z putting on a performance. It's about really being there yeah, and being with the students and seeing them breathe and seeing them move. And I mean, there is nothing else like it. You leave a class and you're walking on cloud nine. Yeah. And it's not about you. It's about, it's about spirit and it's about source yeah. and being so close to that connection. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's really um, challenging to uh, step aside and let that energy flow. But then again, but again, that's when the yoga and the meditation kicks in. And, you know, that's kind of like if you have a solid practice, then you're going to be an amazing teacher because, you know, you're a student and, you know, you learn whatever you learn as a student, you know, you 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 take it and you you teach the good stuff to the to when you're teaching a class. And I feel like, um, you know, just having a, a good practice, just having a, a good being centered and um you know, and taking care of yourself before before DJing, DJing a class or teaching a class, you know, you're able to tap into that um, tap into that vibration of getting out of the way mm. and letting that letting that energy flow because it's not about it's not about you. Sometimes it's a little hard for me because I came from a, a hip hop background and hip hop is very. You know, well, the you know, back in the days when hip hop started, the golden age of hip hop is kind of like a lot of battling, a lot of comp- competition, a lot of like boasting. So I come from that background of you know, but then again, but again, the yoga kicks in, and I'm able to, you know, um, you know, kind of like harness that. Mm. You know, necessarily a a bad thing, um, but yeah, I, I come to harness that to be not not not. Um, to be a more more so of a, of a leader, you know, and kind of kind of get get out of the way and lead whatever energy is coming to me, and and in in return give that to the students or the class or whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And so, what I don't think I've ever known this, but how did you kind of find your way into becoming a DJ for yoga? Like moving from the traditional hip hop background, and then was it? Did you start taking yoga classes? And you're like, "What is this? I love this. Maybe I can mix my two passions," or yeah. that's how it happened. Yeah, something similar. I was um, I was DJing a bunch, DJing a bunch of clubs, and I, you know, I was just partying, partying a lot. I was you know smoking and drinking, and you know when you're DJing for clubs, it's like they the bar just gives you infinite amounts of alcohol because you're the mm. DJ and I was just getting wasted every night. And, um, I just got really tired of that. And my, well, my health started declining and I was just like, man, you know, this is crazy. Like, how can I still, you know, be, uh, you know, make music and DJ and, um, you know, still, and not be, not live that lifestyle. But, there was a point in my life, I think, um, I think when my dad died, he passed away about eight years ago, mm. and um, I was going through that. And then, like the girl, the lady I was, my ex girlfriend that I was living with, had broken up with me. We split up, and at the same time that you know my pops passing away, so I was kind of just like, like starting all over and looking for something to just help me. And then I discovered. Um, yoga i discovered wow. um heated yoga <laughs> i yeah. was like man first it was like exercising you know just like running and then i was like but running and exercising and going to the gym is not really like zen <laughs> i was already tapping into the zen part and um 
you know, I was just like, man, I need something that's like deeper. That's so then, yeah, like yoga just came my way and I found it and it found me or whatever. And then, um, I started practicing, having a daily practice. It was making me feel amazing. And, you know, I was DJing here and there, but more, not so much the clubs. And then, um, I ran into DJ Drez and I've been a fan of DJ Drez for a long time. And he's actually one of my mentors, one of my mentors right now. And, um, you know, I was doing some videos and then, you know, I featured him or something and, you know, he, I, he told me what he was doing and I was like, man, that's amazing. I've been a fan of your music forever. So we just kind of kept in touch and, um, you know, he kind of influenced me to start DJing at these conscious festivals because he was from a hip hop background background. And then I was also from kind of like the same background of, you know, urban hip urban music or whatever. So, you know, like I just started kind of vibing with, with Drez and kind of doing a lot, a lot of video work. And then Drew came along and then we started just creating these sounds, you know, and, that's when we started, you know, listening to like MC Yogi, DJ Drez, who who right now I'm working with. So it's kind of a trip, you know, like back in the days, I would have never thought I'd be partnered up with these people. And now I'm like touring the world with MC Yogi, which like five years ago, I was like just dancing and vibing out to his music. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And, you know, listening to DJ Drez's album and like now I'm, you know, was just at his house chilling with him and having lunch with him. It's just so amazing how things could change once you figure out what you really want. So, I mean, I was influenced a lot by my, um, the people I looked up to. Um, and, you know, my meditation and my yoga, it just kind of like sharpened me and kind of like led me to whatever I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, so cool. And I love hearing love stories like that because first of all, there, you have to have the underlying passion and you hit a time in your life where you needed to make some big changes. And, you know, we have the saying in yoga that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. And you were at that, that rock bottom place where you were ready and yoga came in. And honestly, I think that's how a lot of people find yoga is yeah. there's, there's something traumatic or heavy in their life and then they find yoga and they start to feel better and they're like what is this it's mm -hmm. changing my life I want more of it mm -hmm. and I think that's I don't think that's an accident I think it's by design that we start getting hooked into this practice but then for you as this yoga DJ and you're starting to do more in the yoga world and then meeting these people you've looked up to and beginning to work with them. And now, I mean, it's been really cool to watch. I feel like you and I have had, I feel like our careers have kind of been moving along in sort of the same pace, if that yeah. makes sense, like in very different ways, of course. But, um, you know, it's really fun since we met five, six years ago and, you know, we're still continuing to grow and develop as yogis, but also within our chosen disciplines within yoga. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's super cool to see that now, like, your career is just like taking off, and your ability to reach more people is just 
exploding out there through your music and these messages of positivity and yoga and connection to breath and connection to spirit. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm so excited for uh, you. And I also selfishly can't wait to hear more of your music. <laughs> yeah, we got some coming. Yeah, I want to say thank you because you're one of those um, teachers that you're so open-minded and like just really functioning from an open heart space and just allowing us to, um, you know, just do our thing. And you believed in us. And, you know, I, I remember you know, when we started and, you know, you were like one of the first teachers that we were DJing with and, um, you know, you were very supportive and you just had this amazing vibe about you and you were just so open. You were just like, yeah, let's do it. And like, you know, so it's like people like you, who, um, who I really have to thank because if, you know, if you weren't open, how can we, how can we express ourselves? You know, like, you created that space for us to, you know, to like kind of have a good time in, in the yoga class and, you know, and the students enjoyed it. So, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome. I really appreciate that. And it's no surprise to me, you know, that you're finding yourself in the position you're in. I mean, you just last year, I know you went and you DJed Wanderlust in Japan, <laughs> which is super rad. Yeah. How was that experience? Yeah, that was amazing. Um, you know, it was in and out super quick. Um, didn't really, because, you know, it's just so far away and it was just so timed um, in a way where it's just, yeah, it's really cool to just be with, be in a different country and be with um, other yogis. And, you know, um, traveling with MC Yogi is always fun because he's such a, entertaining person and there's never a dull moment with them yeah I had a great time oh that's so cool and yeah. I know and I'm hoping that it's sometime in the future who knows when that'll be um you and I will be able to link up again oh I'm, yes. I'm hoping fingers crossed it'll be a festival here in Europe um yes. since that's where I'm mostly teaching now but you're doing a lot of cool stuff though uh Bhakti Fest Telluride Yoga Fest coming up in 2019 mm -hmm. Oh, Shakti Fest. What else? Shakti Fest. Um, doing some, uh, doing Sedona Yoga Festival. Oh, yeah. You know, I do a lot of um, local stuff here as well for my community. So there's um, just a bunch of like local stuff here. And um, what else? I, I'm so bad at like remembering all the gigs that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, lots of cool festivals. Um, I usually post them at, on my Instagram at Crisanto Santa Ana. And, um, I'm sure you'll see me online somewhere, but lots of cool stuff. I'm just very grateful and thankful. And I feel super blessed that I get to, you know, like hang out with a bunch of cool yogis and play for them. And while they practice, and yeah, it's really, it's just really a good time. Lots of, lots of good time. I had in 2019, I'm putting out a lot of, I'm going to be putting out a lot of music and lots of cool art and yeah, just having a good time sharing my art with the world. Yay. Are you doing any other um, music projects outside of yoga or is it at this point just all focused on yoga? Um, I have some 
yoga based beats that I'm working on that um, it's in development and finishing it up. And, you know, it's really good for practice, practicing and meditation and, you know, just even vibing while you're driving type of music. And then, you know, I have other collaborations with upcoming artists. I have some music that I'm working on with MC Yogi that I've created the beats for. And um, what else? Yeah, just a bunch of cool, cool things going on. But yeah, uh, I do have things that aren't uh, not like that's non not yoga related music that I'm working on and hopefully I can, you know, branch out and, um, you know, be at everyone's auditory space. Yes. <laughs> <That means. laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. And, um, yeah, I love even some of your old mixes and old songs. I still listen to and occasionally make an appearance in some of my playlists. So it's, oh, uh, cool. yeah, it's super fun. When a song comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah. Just like you were saying at the beginning of our conversation, you know, how something with the music just triggers an old memory. And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, that's but, a trip. Like, I wonder what is the dynamic and mechanism behind that? Because it's it's crazy how like music can make people cry because it'll make them think of like, you know, I mean, just imagine the wire tapping on that, like, boom, you like hear music, the notes come out and they just do this code thing and it goes into your ears, goes into your brain and somehow like your brain recognizes that or something. Right. And then it starts to trigger all these chemical things and, and like spreads out throughout your body. And then you just start to feel this emotion and all of a sudden you're in a different state. It's so fascinating what music can do to you or can, can, you know, sound in general, actually, you know? Well, I mean, if we look back to the Vedas, the oldest uh, authority in yoga, the Rig Veda, oh, wow. it's all about mantra and uh, nada, sound yoga. So, I mean, when we're chanting mantra, we're actually practicing the oldest form of yoga. And it's, again, not an accident. I think it's because of the vibration. You know, we're all vibration. We're all energy. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, it's just, it's so amazing and so uh, intelligent, the way that everything just works together. And so, I mean, when, yeah, you think about, you just start to hear the start of a song and then you have this emotional response that can be super yeah. strongly related to, you know, a memory you've even forgotten about. And then it just yeah. like bubbles up to the surface. And yeah. I mean, that's how, how everybody back in the day in the forest, people used to practice all the wow. sadhus and it was all mantra. It was all music. It was all vibration. So I don't know. It's everything comes full circle. You know, we we're in 2018, the end of 2018. And we're like, oh, we're so modern. We're, you know, doing all these music and yoga and hip hop beats and, you know, thinking we're recreating the wheel and same thing in the asana too. And some same thing yeah. in how we teach yoga. It's like, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually, someone's already done it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, again, that's cool because then it takes the ego out of it, right? And that's the ultimate goal on the yeah. this practice of yoga and meditation is to get out of our own way and 
allow there to be space for connection to something bigger? Yeah, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, finding ways to to integrate that in my life, and um, you know, it's 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 really tricky, you know, to get out of your own way. It's like mm-hmm. when you say that, like, get out of your own way. Well, whose way? Who's what? Who's who's who? <laughs> like, who are you talking about? Who? Yeah. What? Like, what are you like? It, you know, for someone who's like, you know, when people say like, um, like. You know, I think I gotta take it easy or whatever. Like, who who's telling you that? There's this inner voice that's telling you that. So it's like this separation of like your higher self and your lower self or whatever maybe. You know, because I always try to look at it from like, um, you know, a very simplistic way. I think sometimes things get complicated, and you know, the reason why we get lost into like so many and things get so complicated is because we forget the simplicity of things you know and i think you know the more we can simplify things and make it easier for people to uh understand and comprehend and you know it doesn't get so scary and trying to uh, you know with in general with yoga you know it's like i always tell people like yeah you know it's just you're just stretching and you're people that have not never tried yoga or meditation. I'm just like, oh yeah, you're just stretching, relaxing, sitting down, you know, like not really, just forget about you know your worries. You know, I tell them that, and they, you know, they do that, and then they come back to me. They're like, oh my god, that's that's scary stuff. Because when I was sitting down and relaxing, all these things just started coming into my mind, and now they're having to deal with like the traumas. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Well, it kind of starts off easy, but then it, it could, you know, it could branch out to something more, you know, more that you weren't expecting or whatever. But yeah, man, I think the, the, the simpler, the better for me. Oh, I think that's a really good motto. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. Keep it yeah. simple. <laughs> oh, well, Crisanto, I want to thank you so much for Yay. being on my podcast and sharing sharing all the cool things you're up to and you know I'll link a lot of this into the show notes where people can find you and kind of stay in touch so that when your music comes out um we can we can spread the vibes in Norway and Denmark and Sweden and get some some SoCal yoga music yes um in my part of the land my part of the world so um and congratulations to you and all your success Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a lot of hard work. But of course, as we said earlier, there's nothing else I would rather be doing or could be doing. Yeah, this is this is it. This is my life's work right here. <laughs> I'm looking forward to um, working with you and hopefully um, collaborating over there where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll make it happen for sure. Yay. Yeah. Super cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Bye, Crisanto. Okay, bye-bye.